Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of Digitalization Tech Talks. I'm Don Mack, and I will be co-hosting today's show with Jonas Norander. In this podcast series, we cover a range of topics related to digitalization and digital technologies. In the last episode, I had an opportunity to be the guest, and we covered the topic of control performance analysis and how digitalization techniques can be applied to improving the performance of control loops in a production facility. Part of the reason for that is to make life a little bit easier for the plant operators. And for today's episode, the plant operators are also part of the discussion. Isn't that right, Jonas? Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, Today we are going to discuss process automation simulation as well as operator training simulators, a little bit of a mouthful. Uh, The operator training simulators are often abbreviated OTS, so when you hear us referring to OTS today, that's what it is, operator training simulators. So they essentially involve taking the physical plant and its control system, typically a distributed control system, you transform it uh, into a digital representation. That way the plant can take advantage of any benefits that the operator simulator or operator training simulator has to offer. So today's guest, I'd like to introduce Doug Ortiz, who is the Siemens Distributed Control System and Simulation Product Manager for the US. Hello, Doug, and welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me on your show. I'm really happy to be here. In fact, uh, I've been listening to your previous podcasting. I'm like, wow, that's that's cool topics. Uh, I'd love to be on, but I didn't want to ask. So uh, I'm super <laughs> happy to be here with you guys. Well, I'm I'm glad we were able to to get you on the show. We got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. So I want to jump right into it. Uh, first of all, why would a plant uh, want an operator training simulator? Well, there's many reasons, and I would say there's a topic that's going on today that hits home for all of us, and that's changes in the workforce, whether that's people retiring or change over and having to onboard new employees. Training has become more important than ever before, and that's true for the operations in the process industries, right? So as we talk about that challenge and people sometimes are having you know, to come on board with very little to no operation skill sets because maybe the plant is in a remote location and they are hiring people that are local. So they need to have a way to, uh, in a very quick amount of time, take people's skill sets from not being operations to operations in a very quick period of time. And this is where digitalization makes uh, complete sense here. So, Doug, that, that's interesting. And, and how in a, in a process industries plan, how does this happen? In, in other words, how can the process operators be trained in a, a safe and productive way to do their jobs better? Well, so it's kind of like anything else you've learned before. There's there's only so much you can learn by listening or even seeing for that matter. I, for example, we've we've attended so many PowerPoints are, you know, or thousands, maybe some of us. And you can't really remember all the slides you've seen and what the people had to say there later on. You know, that's just typically not how the human brain works, where actually it works very well when you're doing something or experiencing something, right? And that's the same with plant operation. To learn these particular processes like, you know, air separation or blood fractionation, or to how to operate the DCS or distributed control system, one really needs to sit at a console and click and interact and sometimes fail in a safe environment to where they can learn how to do things. And, and again, that's that's really where digitalization has a strong play in operator training. 
the best operator trading simulators, you know, replicate the real or physical plant in a safe but simulated environment. That's, you know, hopefully the same exact as the plant as, or as close to it as a real thing, which is why, you know, with a Siemens DCS plant, we'll reuse the same exact, you know, control project that's operating the plant also in the operator trading simulator or OTS. But instead of having like, you know, the physical controllers and IO and actual like, you know, those valves and motors and sensors, I mean, that's a lot of equipment. We can replace that all with simulation. So an operator still gets to sit at a console with the same exact, you know, operator screens that they would have with the real plant and get the same exact plant behavior all with that system. Meaning the operator can open up the valves on the screen and get the feedback that the valve is opened and it looks that way. And you can even have it so that when the valve is open, just like in the real world, well, material is going to start flowing through a tank and then you would see the level in the tank rise. Um, I think you get the point here of all the interactions between the devices. But remember, there are no physical devices here. So if the operator, you know, makes a mistake, right, then that maybe in the real plant would have been costly or, you know, maybe burning out a motor or something that would just shut down the plant. That doesn't happen in an OTS. Remember, it's simulated. So simply, you know, learn from the mistake, restart the simulation and practice until it's perfect, right? Yeah, I mean, that that does sound like a very, very um, good way to do things, right? From a safety perspective, uh, I can clearly see that being being a, a big, big benefit for sure. But um, are there any stories that you can share about how companies are using simulation and OTS? I know you already mentioned a couple of them, right, for the, the, the training purposes and open and close valves. But can you elaborate and, and share a couple of more stories about where this is being used? Yeah, I mean, there's there's many ways, of course, and, and yeah. for one example, um, and this this example is actually growing rapidly. Are um, actually these these customers that are doing these scenario type trainings, right? So they may take someone who doesn't have these skill sets and actually create in this operator training simulator ten or just any number of training scenarios starting off with something very basic like you know they start the simulator up and the operator has to troubleshoot it maybe it's opening a valve uh to let the material go through or you know to release some pressure and they get increasingly more difficult scenarios so that they can have a better understanding of that operator's capability right in fact one customer is doing that and they're not even letting the operator take the real plant floor to control it until like the seventh operator scenario has been completed and then you know if a, if, a, if an operator reaches the 10th scenario they are like the the master most skilled operator at the plant so, so i just i just have a follow-up question to this one then so so mm -hmm. these scenarios how long does it take to go through these scenarios or would it typically take to go through a scenario would you say well yeah so i mean it, it, each one gets increasingly more difficult and some of the scenarios are, are actually built to actually have to solve the problem in a period of time. So uh, some of them can be from a matter of 30 seconds to uh, two minutes, where maybe some sort of the complicated ones are a couple minutes because it's more, you know, integrated where you have to not necessarily, you know, 
open the valve, start the motor, make sure the material is trans transferring and the, the levels uh, increasing and then the pressure's building and then you're doing some more parts of a, of a typical starting up a process of the plant, which we know doesn't happen as fast as snapping your fingers. Yeah, all right, that makes sense, cool. Yeah, it sounds like really a great way to train operators in, in a safe manner. It takes all the stress out of both the operator himself as, as well as the plant owners and and just you know training them in an environment where they can make a mistake and, and it's not going to be too detrimental. So that's a really, really good approach. So so I guess you, you use this tool and you, you train all your operators. Um, eventually, they're all going to be trained. Um, what happens with the OTS after that? Is it at the end of its useful life or are there other uses for it? Uh, well, you know, kind of going back to your, your point that, you know, all the operators have been trained and, you know, at some point, you know, all the, I'm using my air quotes, you can't see it, all the operators are being trained, but again, people are retiring in the markets kind of challenging where people are, are changing positions. So we're, we're finding that there's always this rotation needed. So that training's always there, but it doesn't end just there. Uh, people have also made uh, more value out of their OTS by having the blend of the operator training, but then also using that offline training simulator for system verification, meaning, you know, at the onset of the project, they decided to, you know, include simulation. And so they've developed their DCS project on it. They've then commissioned the plant and then were able to test all that logic in a safe environment before they took it to the plant. Then they can even train the operators on the DCS before the plant's even built up and ready. So when you take that, finally that project and those trained operators for their first startup, plants are finding over 30% savings in commissioning time since they've caught the realistic, these, these realistic human created errors, but then are, you know, found during simulation and testing. And that even the plant design, you know, there some of our customers are saying, you know, we we did our design and then using Simit, we tested everything and found that uh, we had a design flaw. The, the level wasn't increasing as we were needed to. And so they've made, made changes and then coupled with the operators now know how to use and click and drive and get the key performance indicators quickly. They can navigate it. So all these aspects come together and, and get a large use out of their OTS, right? And so, you know, when you look at what the value is, there's a lot of value in the operator trading simulator. Yeah, no, definitely. I can, I can, I can see that from the examples that you're given that just beyond just the operator training simulation, there is, there's plenty of uses for it. Now, when, it, when it comes to these, these OTSs are you seeing any new trends in the environment of how the OTSs are used? Uh, I'm thinking here, you know, perhaps things that customer would not have tried or even thought about trying, I don't know, five, ten years ago that are now getting more acceptance because more people are starting to get used to simulation is becoming more common. Maybe the price point has become a little bit more accessible compared to 20 years ago. Any any trends that, that you're seeing in the in the operator training simulation environment? Uh, yeah, and, and I could describe it in one word: virtualization. You know, oh, and that's simple. From, 
Yeah, I mean, and from customer to customer, that may be different, you know, like yeah, uh, the, the reason why virtualization has has picked up some speed in the simulation environment is because of its ease of, you know, maintenance and, and minimizing the amount of space that's needed. You know, it's not astronomy type space, but like, you know, space in a, in a room for like, you know, your your training room or control room for that matter. And so you can imagine that, you know, at a process plant, you have, you know, these, these many operator stations and multiple redundant servers and multiple controllers. You know, that, that's a lot of physical space. And so plants want to reduce that in their training environment. So right off the bat, you know, we'll recommend trimming out, you know, what's needed. Okay, if you have, you know, 20 clients, well, you don't probably train 20 operators in parallel so just get as number of stations that you're going to train in parallel and maybe that's one which is which happens a lot and then you don't need all of the high availability in an OTS so strip out the redundant servers just have the one um, and then the physical controllers and IO are often replaced by something called a, a virtual controller and so all of that can then just be sitting on this virtualized server right your client your server application your engineering station your simulation station that's running the virtual controller and the other part to all this is you know it's giving you everything you need to test out your plant again from an operator training and testing simulator all basically with one station hmm. that's interesting so just to make sure i understand you're saying that this one server essentially contains the entire DCS and simulation combined together and running as the OTS. Uh, yes, exactly. That's exactly what's happening. OK, and this this is a, a pretty drastic change. If you think of architectures from the past, how do, how do customers uh, feel about this idea of virtualization? You know, that's a very good question because a, a lot of plants have at their, you know, at the plant floor, regular PC stations for their clients where the operators sit or where the servers are locked up in a cabinet. And it's not new virtualization, but the process industries is kind of slow to adopting to new technology, right? And so this, as again, was one of the best advantages of a, of a operator training simulator is it's offline. It's that you can't, you know, impact you know the building the process you can't break things so having um an opportunity to to learn the technology of virtualization is very appealing to, to customers who are actually interested in that technology but are a little nervous putting it into the real plant okay i understand and uh like you said um uh, typically you're not going to hurt somebody um, or injure something or break something with um with it, but of course, uh, and not necessarily speaking from personal experience, but you could get frustrated and throw the mouse. I guess that would be one way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can imagine if you throw the mouse, yeah, you could in fact. So and you'd be the first time of recorded in history injuring someone with an OTS by throwing the mouse. And you know, it maybe it's happened with a remote control when your football team doesn't win or something. <laughs> well, hopefully we're yeah, that sounds like that. a pretty realistic scenario. <laughs> So, I mean, we uh, this is since the title of this podcast is, you know, the Digitalization Tech Talks podcast. So we like to push the envelope a little bit, um, you know, know a little bit more about virtualization, for instance. So, so once you take it from the physical PCs, you could theoretically put it in the cloud, right? Is that something that that's being thought about, you know, uh, how are the customers kind of um, 
perceiving that um, or reacting to the fact that that this also could be put in the cloud. Yeah, I guess I we walked a little bit into that one with the virtualization, you know, yeah. the yeah. cloud, you know, that that one word to separates, you know, the, the room in half of the people that are like, no, not ever. And then the people like, oh, yeah, cloud, let's do everything in the cloud. And it's funny because that's that's where virtualization kind of was about, you know, seven years ago, just in general, even on the servers that we're talking about. But now putting it in the cloud, you know, actually I, I see plant simulation like uh, operator training or DCS test testing as options to do in the cloud. And just like companies from a few years ago, it can serve as a great way to understand that technology while taking advantage of the cloud benefits, such as, yeah. you know, ease of expansion, management, and let's be honest, you can access it from anywhere. I mean, that's today, we're all about, instead of having to bring the user to the plant, right? We can now take the plant to the user in this environment with a simulation and in the cloud. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I completely agree with that. I mean, that's something that, you know, in, in my conversations with customers about, you know, digitalization in general, um, that is obviously a very big thing. And of course, with what's happened over the last, you know, year, year and a half, that's become even more prevalent. Um, so there's definitely a lot of ways, like you've described, there's many ways to get started with the operator training simulator. Uh, you can do it on PCs in an office environment. You can do it on premise in the virtualized systems or even in the cloud. So there's many options, right? Yeah, you, you could say that there is no longer an excuse to not get started with the plant system uh, for testing control logic or, or operator training simulators. But I'd yeah. like to add one one last comment, and it kind of goes back to the idea that in the past, the process industries were slower to adapt, you know, to new technology. And, you know, that was really to to not disrupt what already works, you know, and then as we already said, there are you know, the customers or plants are getting a, you know, pressure to not only produce what they had been producing, but now there's pressure to innovate and change products on the fly or to expand. And this is a challenging concept for plants and even for people to implement, yeah. or or at least it really was. I mean, so now when we talk about these these digital twins, which is, you know, the DCS of the plant, with the simulation of the plant, the plant planning, we have these digital copies of the plant in which we could test out things that simply just were not or are not possible in the real world. So, so plants can now get creative and, and try these new processes and implement them. And it actually sounds crazy to say it, but but fail successfully. And, and on, on other words, also safely fail. And that's really some of these true benefits of, of digitalization that we just simply didn't have at our fingertips a couple of years ago that now people can really take advantage of. Yeah, things are starting to get real, right? And really yeah. see the benefits of it, which is which is really, really awesome. Yeah, Doug, you made some really great points today, and we really appreciate you joining us on the on the podcast. Uh, thanks for sharing it and um and and sharing how how plants and, and the process industries really as a whole should take advantage of coupling their, their DCSs, their control systems with simulation software and use that to train and, and maintain their operator skill sets. At the same time, they can also receive the, bets, the, the benefits of testing their control strategies 
before they put new logic into action. So really appreciate that that sharing your your words of wisdom today. To our audience, thanks for listening to this episode of Digitalization Tech Talks. If you need some support in defining digitalization use cases like the one we talked about today or other similar ones, feel free to reach out to either Jonas or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes. And a few final notes before we close. If you want to be notified about the release of the next episode, be sure to subscribe. And if you like what you heard today, please rate the show on your favorite platform. We'd love to know what you think about our content so we can continue to deliver relevant topics. And finally, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to answer our poll questions that can be done directly within the app on your phone. Simply tap on the episode description and it will appear right below it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Digitalization Tech Talks.